Real Presence Live. It's this really powerful sense of, okay, you're seen, you're known, you're missed if you're not here. Local. It's that good crop of corn or beans or wheat or whatever it is that you do that, you know, you grow it, you grow it to the Lord, and if it doesn't come about, you just have to be patient and say, well, there's always next year. Engaging. Evangelization is the fruit of the love of God being poured into the hearts of Jesus' friends. Live. This is our charism, to be witnesses of Jesus' real presence in the Eucharist. Hello, everybody. This is Father Craig Vasek, your host today for Real Presence Live, coming to you from the University of Mary in Bismarck, North Dakota. Things are happening out here, people. Things are happening out here in Bismarck. There is some great things that I want to talk to you about, in particular the, the joy uh, of these days where a priest from this area, uh, the Diocese of Bismarck, has been named a bishop and will be ordained and installed this week. I want to talk about that. But I should uh, welcome you, which I'm doing right now. Welcome. I'm glad to be with you today for these two hours. We have a wonderful show as always. Um, we have Father Mike Schmitz who will be with us. Who probably a lot of people will want to hear from. He's coming to Bismarck, actually, right where I am. He will be in a few days. Well, I'll be speaking with Father Mike Schmitz in just a moment or two here uh, as we begin our live show from the University of Mary. I would like to just say something about uh, the excitement in these days here in Bismarck and beyond for the entire uh, immediate listening area around the Bismarck in the North Dakota, uh, South Dakota, Minnesota, uh, Montana area, and that is that Father Austin Vetter, a priest of the Diocese of Bismarck, a wonderful priest, a very well-respected uh, priest, an excellent pastor of the Diocese of Bismarck, was named by the Holy Father as the next Bishop of Helena, Montana. And that's been exciting for the last couple of months for all of us here, and now uh, most of North Dakota is traveling west in these days to get to Helena for the ordination of uh, Bishop-elect on Wednesday out in Helena. And I think there's about 1,300 people in Bishop-elect's family, immediate family, so uh, I'm not sure that we're going to be able to get into the cathedral, but it's going to be great. Uh, it's just really beautiful days. There's a lot of excitement out here regarding that. Uh, one other thing I want to just tell everybody, maybe this can prompt something for our uh, call-in segment in a little bit with Straight Talk. I get to hang out with, I'm very blessed by this, and I'm bragging a little bit, uh, to be honest. I'm very excited. This week, I have somehow connived my way into hanging out with awesome Catholic Bible scholars. Uh, and there's an event that they all go to, uh, the Society for Biblical Literature, which I have know nothing about, but they do. And this is the place where they go every year to learn about what's going on with scriptural studies and various other things. I mean, these are guys who people uh, come to watch speak or they read their books. I'm going to be hanging out with these guys as they go to the place to get their formation. So the likes of uh, like Michael Barber, uh, Dr. Andrew Swafford, Brant Petrie, John Kincaid, Leroy Huizinga, uh, these guys who are writing books left and right and working at the Augustine Institute and doing wonderful things in Catholic biblical studies, I get to hang out with those guys as they go to these conferences. So I'm just stoked and kind of bragging a little bit uh, that I get to hang out with such awesome people. That's going to be this weekend. So if you have any questions about the Bible, um, I can uh, text them. You can, you can give them to me. I can text them, and they can answer me because I probably don't know the answer. No, maybe I do. Maybe I do. But anyway, maybe that can uh, stoke the fires for some questions in our call-in segment later. Uh, but for now, we're going to go into our first segment of the show. Father Mike Schmitz is on the phone, probably in Duluth, but maybe somewhere else in the world as he's getting ready to come to Bismarck. Father Mike, are you there? 
I am here, and I'm in Duluth, yeah. You're in Duluth for one day a month? Is that true? One, this is it. Well, two days. Uh, two days this month, so it's good. Uh, no, it, it's uh, yeah, phenomenal. What a gift. I can't wait to get out to Bismarck soon. Yeah, we're so excited. Uh, we have things set up. There's advertisements on every board. There are little uh, sheets of paper with your face everywhere all over campus uh, <laughs> awa- waiting for you to come because it's really a beloved day for us here at the University of Mary to have this annual tradition, uh, which we call Prayer Day, and that you're going to be coming out to, to be with us. We're just really, really happy that you're able to come. So thank you. Well, I'm pretty stoked, too, because I thought, you know you mentioned our bishop-elect, or bishop-elect uh, better. Um, yeah, the, you mentioned his family has about thirteen hundred people. Was that an exaggeration or was that accurate? Um, it's about right. Yeah, well, one of his <laughs> the family members, Kristen Vetter, was one of our missionaries here at UMD uh, a bunch of years ago, and I'm just like, yeah, the Vetter family is take as basically you know taken over. I think they're going to start calling North Dakota uh, uh, North Vetter or something like that because. <laughs> How many vetters there are? There's actually a place uh, close to Bismarck called Vetterville. Um, yeah. <laughs> so solid. It's and on solid its way. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, they're taking a bus. I know this. They're taking a bus. Uh, none of Aust- Father Austin's uh, brothers and sisters, maybe one of them will be on the bus, but the bus is still filled with 50 of his, like, I don't know, uncles or aunts. Or, and, it's, <laughs> and that's a real thing. So it's really happening. That's great. That's awesome. <laughs> So uh, we're excited uh, for a lot of things these days, uh, and for you to be out here, Father, we're just delighted. You were out here last summer. I remember you were here. Uh, we did our focus training here at the university, and you came out for a, a couple different times for a couple different addresses with them, and you've been out here before, so you'll be making your return to the University of Mary. Uh, this year, uh, you're coming, you're talking at Prayer Day, so let's just talk a little bit about prayer uh, in general. Yeah. Um, are we doing a good job with that? Are we not doing a good job with that? Or uh, what, what do you think? Yeah, that's a great question. I think, well, you know, it all depends, obviously, on the individual. individual. Um, I, one of the things that I have, I, I, in the comparing for the prayer day, uh, some of the things that have really come to the, to the surface are, are, are along the lines of, uh, well, this, I would say that a couple, um, a year and a half ago or so, one of our students, he was a senior uh, engineering student who, He's been in the community, you know, on campus for a while. He's getting ready to get to graduate and to leave. And he said, "Hey, well, Father, what do you think? How do you think the the community's doing these days?" And um, I said, "You know, actually, it's, I think it's really healthy." And then he he kind of stopped and he's like, "Well, what's you know, he's an engineer? He's like, so what's your metric for <laughs> it being really healthy?" And I said, "That's a great question. I have one." And mm. I said, "It's the degree to which uh, I see our students taking personal responsibility for their own spiritual lives." Mm. Um, and that, 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 in so many ways, it keeps coming back to that. It's like there's a reach which an individual is willing to take personal responsibility for their own spiritual life. Um, mm-hmm. It just, it, it seems to be the, the issue. Um, you know, every single one of us is going to wrestle with varying uh, degrees of, you know, struggle with temptation or sin or um, crises in our lives or, you know, different changing circumstances. But when a person becomes a, a man or woman of prayer, mm-hmm. absolutely everything uh I don't want to say changes in the sense that it doesn't like it's not not like it all of a sudden gets better, obviously. Right. But there's something about it that like you are now a person who knows how to feed yourself, and that's another piece there too. Is like if you're taking responsibility for your own spiritual life, it's uh, that involves something like you know what it is to feed yourself. You know what it is to uh, uh, when I say feed yourself, I don't mean you're doing it independently or this kind of like lone wolf kind of a thing. I mean uh, the church has given us so many resources, including community, including 
the sacraments, uh, and you know how to go get them. Like you know how to, uh, uh, you know. So here's an interesting thing. I might mention this in the talk. Uh, we had a, a psychologist come and visit uh, uh, the priests and deacons of the diocese. We you know have a had a presbyteral assembly and whatnot and yeah. a clergy conference. We call it. Yeah. And one of the things he said, and it just was so simple and almost so simple that it was simplistic, but it it wasn't. He said two of the hardest, the most difficult things people need to learn how to do as a part of growing up, becoming adult, is putting themselves to bed and feeding themselves. <laughs> and he was like, what? No. And you see some of these older guys looking around going like, no, that's ridiculous. And he says, no, think about it. When you're growing up, you go to bed when your parents say, okay, now it's time to go to bed. And you eat when someone says, okay, stop now. We're going to have lunch or stop. We're going to have supper. And this is what you're going to eat. And um, when someone stops telling you what to do, you have to at some point be like, wait, I need to make the decision of when it's time to go to bed. I need to know myself and be the, uh, the adult, right? So, right? Take my responsibility for myself. Mm-hmm. I need to, you know, I saw a talk about with some of uh, some my married friends, uh, especially in the first couple of years of their marriage, but, you know, even later on, uh, who say if their wife leaves for a weekend, it's like, oh my gosh, it's the worst. Like, I, I slept on the couch, I uh, <laughs> had pizza boxes, you know, and McDonald's wrappers around, and like, and like, what happened to me? I thought I was a grown-up. I thought, like, well, yeah, you know, you have that complete freedom, and it's hard sometimes. Not always, but to put yourself to bed on time and to feed yourself in a way that is healthy. So spiritually speaking, that that is also true. That's one of the reasons I'm really excited to go to you, Mary, is because... Uh, if, if a person hasn't done this yet in their life, you know, college is a really great time or season in their life to say, wait a second, I'm taking responsibility in these other areas of my life. Um, yeah. Why why wouldn't I want to be uh, a Christian adult? Why, why, why wouldn't I want to take responsibility in this particular area? Because um, this is going to make all the difference in my life. Yeah. Uh, everybody, if you're just joining, this is Father Craig Vosick, your host, visiting with Father Mike Schmitz uh, from the Diocese of Duluth, who is coming to Bismarck uh, for a for the annual prayer day. And we're just talking about prayer and Christian adulting in a few minutes. So glad to be with you, Father Mike. Uh, as you're talking about the differences between uh, human life, basic human life, and the spiritual life, I'm, I'm remembering seminary as far back as that was, where yeah. they said all formation is based on human formation. So, oh, absolutely. so it's just that that psychologist is talking about these are the basic things of humanity, and everything else is going to be built on that as it uh, transitions into those other areas. So, uh, the human thing is first, but then the spiritual life. It sounds like you're saying um, uh, imitates that that human life in that it uses the same uh, principles, or y- y- we have to focus on the same sorts of things to to get the spiritual life to. I, I mean, now I'm thinking of the uh, the great sacramental analogy that just as a human being, if they want to go to a banquet, needs to be washed, uh, needs to be, uh, clothe themselves, put on the perfume, and arrive at the banquet. Uh, so in the Christian life, we have baptism to wash us, we have right. uh, the clothing of the sacraments, and then our uh, the chrism anointing us to get to the table. So there's that great analogy between the human and the and the spiritual, and I'm glad that you're bringing that to our attention today, because otherwise we think that spiritual life is somehow completely different than our yeah, normal totally human life or something. So, Good. Uh, what what 
are you finding anything uh, or what are people sharing with you that help them make that transition into that that um, into that metric that you're talking about which is to take responsibility um, like what what indicators are you finding uh, I mean they're probably just saying that yeah I went to the chapel I'm going to the chapel uh, for them yeah. to make that commitment are, are their friends challenging them are they uh, how is that happening uh, or That's what, a great what do you question. Say? yeah it, it, it's so different you know for so many different people uh, for me it, what it was with, <clears throat> I remember I had an encounter with the Lord when I was about 15 or 16 years old in sacrament of confession and it was just like, okay, this is real, and oh my gosh! I, and so then I started reading books. I didn't know uh, how to, I didn't know how to be a disciple of Jesus. I didn't. Know, I mean, I knew how to go to mass. You know, I knew how to do some of those things. I didn't know how to pray. And so I had a bunch of books laying around because my mom had a bunch of these books on saints and books on uh, prayer and whatnot. And so uh, what I did was I read those books and I read stories of people who'd say they would go into adoration. And I'm like, well, I need to go to adoration then. Apparently, that's what saints do. <laughs> so I want to be a saint. <laughs> right. um, so for me, it was reading about other people, and they're I'm like, well, okay, I'll ride my bike over to the, to the church. Um, but, but on campus, one of the things that comes up again and again is one of our students will say, I'll ask them, you know, how did you, you start coming to the chapel? How did you start coming, you know, to Holy Hour or whatever? Mm -hmm. And they'll say, so-and-so invited me. Mm. Or so-and-so challenged me to hey, I really invite you or challenge you to get in X amount of prayer a day. And like, really? How? And then talk them how. And that's a big thing. I don't give you for the prayer day, but for all of us, is it's one thing to be told, hey, you need to pray. Um, it's another thing to know how to pray and to be told how to pray or taught how to pray. Um, mm -hmm. One of my friends, his name is Mike Gormley, he teaches down in, uh, in Texas at a parish, and he had this line that just has stuck with me. Um, he says, as Catholics, for the most part, we were not taught how to pray. We were taught how to repeat. Mm -hmm. um, and that sense of just like, okay, I know my prayers, but that's not the same thing as praying. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so if, if I thought, and I did, you know, for many years, that, that okay, the apex of prayer is just I go in and say all the prayers. I read all the holy cards or do whatever. <laughs> and that's not bad. But right. at the same time, it's not the fullness of what God wants in that dynamic relationship. Yeah. But uh, how am I supposed to know that if someone's not going to teach me? Right. And so that's one of the big differences is someone who steps into someone's life and says, I invite you uh, or challenge you, and then I'm going to help you. I'm going to show you how to do this. Yeah. E my heart right now is bursting to launch into about a 45-minute conversation on this exact <laughs> point, Father. Thank yes. you so much for at least saying something. Good, 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 good. Okay, you're going to be, we have a couple minutes left. You're going to be at You Mary Prayer Day. That's this Wednesday. Um, what, what are we expecting here? What, what's happening? You're yeah, coming? that's a great question. I, I'm going to be there, and I'm going to do it exactly what they tell me to do. <laughs> are you going to give us a talk? What are you going to talk about? I'm, yep, there'll be a talk. I don't know if there's, like, breakfast as well. I don't know. Uh, I don't know where it's going to be. All I know is I'm going to show up ready to go. I'm going to give a talk on prayer. Uh, and not just on prayer, though. It's actually, it's, yeah, the, the, I like the title of the talk. It's called Christian Adulting. And it's, uh, so it's not just about prayer, but it is um, about uh what is it that would mark you uh, as a Christian adult? What would really actually mark you as a... Well, how do you know you're living as a Catholic adult, like a mature person? St. Paul, he says, I desire that you uh, learn how to live on you know, solid food, and I yeah. desire that you grow to full stature in Christ. So to be children no longer, um, childlike, sure, but to be children no longer, but to be um, Christ's full stature. And uh, that sense of, like, let's be called higher. And, mm -hmm. not, and higher doesn't just mean more difficult. But it would be uh, 
it really becomes the many women God has created and redeemed us to be. So I don't know if that sounds really general and vague, but I'm going <laughs> to talk on that and hopefully it goes well. Uh, that would be great. Father Mike, thanks for being with us today. Uh, we're going to move into our next segment. So we look forward to having you here on Wednesday. All right. God bless, Father. Wonderful. That's prayer day. Registration 915 on Wednesday, a keynote at 10, and a lunch at 1230. This is Father Craig Vosick from the University of Mary. You are listening to Real Presence Live.